Good morning. Today we will discuss deteriorating relationships between the United Kingdom and China after each country banned each other's public media broadcasters in their country. We will then discuss the tiff between UK banking giant HSBC and Chinese tech giant Huawei and finally look at India's dispute with Twitter. Today is Tuesday the 16th of February. I am Arunava and you're listening to the Leaders Brief by Ego Monk. A week after British media regulator Ofcom revoked Chinese public broadcaster CGTN's license to broadcast in the United Kingdom, Chinese regulators have barred British public broadcaster BBC from broadcasting in their country. Defending his decision, Beijing said that BBC had seriously violated Chinese regulations in its world reports about the country. BBC has called the move a serious attack on press freedom. China and the United Kingdom's relations have steadily deteriorated in the past one year, particularly after reports of China's alleged human rights abuses on Uyghur Muslims surfaced last year, and after China tightened its grip on autonomous Hong Kong, which had remained a British colony till 1997. Last year, the United Kingdom extended its 89 arms embargo on China to Hong Kong as well. In January this year, Britain imposed sanctions on Chinese businesses in retaliation to Beijing's treatment of Uyghur Muslims in the Xinjiang province. After announcing the sanctions, the UK's Foreign Secretary Dominic Raab had said, quote, "It is truly horrific. Barbarism we had hoped lost to another era practiced today as we speak by one of the leading members of the international community." End quote. Notably, the BBC had been active in covering stories of alleged human rights abuses in the Xinjiang province. The United Kingdom has also banned the use of 5G telecom equipment manufactured by Chinese tech giant Huawei following a US-led drive that held that a group of Chinese tech companies could hold a serious national security risk. Last year the UK gave its telecom operators a 7-year window to do away with Huawei equipment. In another negative development, China recently announced that it will no longer recognize British national overseas or BNO passports for Hong Kong residents. The announcement came after Britain said that it will allow Hong Kongers with BNO passports to apply for visas and work and stay in the United Kingdom. The UK would also allow them citizenship after a 5-year period of stay. The last 5 years appear to have undoubtedly made the UK wary of China's growing dominance in the world market and the threat its political model poses for the United Kingdom and all its western allies. Indeed, a lot has changed since the previous David Cameron government had led efforts to create a golden era of diplomatic and economic relations with Beijing. But as the world struggles to bring normalcy to their economic activities after the COVID pandemic, Britain will have to look to China for more things than it would want. Notably, China is the only major world economy to have registered a positive growth in 2020 owing to its health equipment exports that included PPEs and ventilators. Besides British Prime Minister Boris Johnson's enthusiasm as he had said in the past about China's Belt and Road initiative, and a polar change in the US administration may soften the UK's stand towards China. Britain is also seeking membership in the recently formed Comprehensive and Progressive Agreement for Trans-Pacific Partnership or CPTPP, the largest free trade agreement in the world. In such a scenario it can only be expected that Chinese and British businesses will have to work together much more than they expect to. Talking about the UK-China relationship, banking giant HSBC appears to have taken center stage among British companies in the last few weeks. Last month, HSBC was accused by the United Kingdom's Foreign Affairs Committee of aiding China in its crackdown on pro-democracy activists in Hong Kong. Accusations of HSBC warming up to Chinese authorities picked some steam last year after the bank was among a few other business organizations that welcomed Beijing's new security policy in Hong Kong. On the other hand, China has accused HSBC of handing information to US authorities leading to the arrest of Huawei's chief financial officer Meng Wanzhou. 
Canadian authorities had arrested Wanju, the daughter of OV founder Renzen Fee, from the Vancouver airport on December 2018 on request from the US administration, who wants to question her on several charges, including misleading banks towards violating US sanctions. She was later released for a $7.9 million bail. Since then, the US has been pressuring Canada for her extradition, so she may stand trial at a US court. The issue dates back to a 2013 meeting between the 48-year-old Huawei executive and HSBC where she allegedly misled the bank about the company's ties with Skycom, an Iran-based tele-equipment seller. The United States maintains that Meng Wanzhou failed to inform HSBC about the true nature of dealing Huawei had with Skycom, placing the bank at risk of violating US sanctions. In an attempt to stop her extradition, the Huawei chief financial officer has decided to press charges against the UK banking giant, requesting a London court to allow her access to the bank's records specifically those related to the PowerPoint presentation she gave on August 2013. Meng Wanzhou has said that the documents would prove that the bank knew about Huawei's ties to Skycom and that there was no deception on Huawei's part. Meng's extradition proceedings are scheduled to begin in the first week of March. Moving on to some news from China's neighbor India, microblogging site Twitter has come under fire from the country's federal government after refusing to block certain accounts that the government deemed dangerous. The Indian government had asked Twitter to shut down 1,178 accounts on February 4th for allegedly spreading misinformation and proactive content on the ongoing farmers' protest in the country. The notice was served two days after hashtags related to one of the largest protests faced by Prime Minister Narendra Modi's government raged a storm on Twitter. This was the second such notice to the company. However, Twitter had initially refused to take down all of the accounts, stating that disallowing tweets from news media entities, journalists, activists and politicians would violate the fundamental right to free expression as guaranteed by the Indian constitution. Twitter later said in a blog post published on February 10th that the company is exploring options under Indian law, both for Twitter and for the accounts that have been impacted, and that it remains committed to safeguard the health of the conversation occurring on Twitter. Later, pressure from the Indian government and threats to hold Twitter executives responsible for criminal offence if the company failed to comply with the government order saw Twitter start taking down the 1,000-odd accounts that the government had listed. As of Friday, Twitter has blocked almost 97% of the accounts mentioned in two separate suspension lists shared by India. Notably, the development comes a day after the government informed Parliament that it was in the process of amending rules to make social media platforms more accountable to Indian laws and adhere to the Code of Ethics. It should be mentioned here that since Prime Minister Narendra Modi's BJP government took power in 2014, India's digital literacy has increased at a rapid pace. However, at the same time, India leads in terms of the number of internet shutdowns in any country and a weak opposition has blocked alternate voices from being heard in parliament. The Economist Intelligence Unit had said in a report, quote, With mounting pressure on India's democratic norms, India's score in the World Democracy Index fell from a peak of 7.92 in 2014 to 6.61 in 2020, and its global ranking slipped from 27th in 2014 to 53rd as a result of democratic backsliding under the current regime, end quote. That is all for today. Thank you for listening. We will be back tomorrow with more happenings from around the world. Tune into Egomong to stay updated on the latest happenings and their impact on global trade, technology and innovation. Egomong helps you make sense of change. We are a global intelligence platform delivering asymmetric outcomes by bringing organizations closer to the communities they want to serve and the leaders they wish to influence. Visit our website insights.egomong.com to subscribe and make better and faster decisions today. If you wish to collaborate with us, then please email us at contact at the rate egomong.com.